One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Well, hello. Happy Friday. Welcome back to Good Game Nice Try. I'm Sonia and I'm joined by Aaron, who is just picking his nose on Zoom. I'm going to call it out. I'm going to call it as I see it. You know, the problem is you ever get one of those flappers where it's like you breathe out and the booger is like. Is that what you were just dealing with? You called it out. So guess what? I we're going to talk about I it. I didn't. Anyway. Yep. Yep. Anyway, so I've been watching a lot of Twitch lately. Have you? What have you been watching? Well, it's funny. So, like, you and I are both on Twitch, mm-hmm. and you, incredibly, hugely popular, massive star. <laughs> Me, just on there with a couple pals, just uh, farting around. <laughs> and it's been a year. And, like, wow. you know, I've been twitching every day for a year. Jeez. And for people who don't watch Twitch, I don't think you really understand what it is, because I didn't. I thought it was all video games. Yeah, there's so much more. There There's is so much more, so it. much more. There's so many different categories. And I love how, again, it's like people from all different walks of life and talents and just yeah. everything. It's crazy. And there are some really cool channels on Twitch that have nothing to do with video games that are super entertaining. So good. really, really fun. So good. If you were to highlight, oh, I, I want to highlight like a couple each. I feel Please. like that's good, right? Please. I love that. If, you were, if you were to give some shouts outs to channels that you think are kind of like, Breaking the mold and doing something a little different outside of just gaming. Here's one that never disappoints, ever. <laughs> Human Juke 81. Nice. It is a, a guy named Danny. He is a dueling piano player. And because the pandemic shut everything down, he turned to Twitch at the beginning of the pandemic. And the dude is incredible. On the spot makes up a song. So you can request any song just like you would at a bar. You request mm-hmm. any song. And he's got a, a MIDI drum set and a couple pianos. The dude can sing. He's got a whole list of songs that change. And he just does, you know, from Fleetwood Mac to Coldplay to Jay-Z. Like, and he's incredible. And he he doubles his own voice. Like, it's truly incredible. So I'm Very loving cool. Human Juke 81. Yeah, what about you? Oh, gosh. Well, I i mean, I always host it on my channel, but I love the Sioux Falls weather. Oh, yeah. It's so good. It's like this old weather radar, and it gives like like an early 90s vibe of weather reports, and it plays like, I don't know, like funky, almost not vaporwave. I don't know how to... How, like, I would say no, it is kind of vaporwavy. It's vaporwavy, chill music. It's great to just like have on, and it, it's, it feels so underappreciated because it, it doesn't have like a lot of viewers, and I want to... I, I host them all the time. It's so cool. It's so creative. Um, there's also stop sign cam. What's stop sign cam? Which is incredible. It's it's just a camera at this intersection of a stop sign where people like rarely stop. And it's, <laughs> it's just incredible. It's incredible to see like how many people actually don't stop at this camera. Or at this, it's, at just, this it, it's a traffic cam where yeah. no one is stopping. Pretty much. Pretty much. I love there's a, a, a recent one I found just two or three days ago. Uh, the handle is Taco of War, oh. all one word, underscore, Taco of War, underscore. And it is literally a stationary camera on a pond where there's like 20 ducks <gasps> all the time. Oh. There's just ducks all the time. It's amazing. My heart. Like, yeah. I don't know if you could hear these ducks. Oh, ducks. I just have to pee now. That's great. Yeah. Taco of War underscore all ducks. I it's love that. Uh, have that and then the Sioux Falls weather yes. music in the background. Beautiful. Yes. 
There's this uh, woman named uh, Fazaria, F-A-E-Z-A-R-I-A. And she does a thing many times where she'll take like pond water and put it under a microscope. Oh. And look at all the little living amoebas and on things. Twitch? And mo- on Twitch? On Twitch. And marine cool. biologists, marine biologists will show up in the chat <gasps> and talk about what you're seeing. Wait, that's so cool. It's incredibly cool. Yeah, it's really, really fun. She's got the camera hooked up. And she does other stuff as well, but she's done the pond water thing, and it's really, really cool to watch this. And it's like, you know, it's incredibly educational, and it's yeah. like a cool, you know, thing, and you could ask questions and things. Um, There's so many gems on Twitch that you, you yeah. would probably just skip over or miss. So I think that we should definitely tweet out maybe all of these people. Um, so at Good Game Nice Try on Twitter, check it out. Um, we'll give you our beautiful list of of gems on Twitch that you're missing out on. And uh, and yeah, so if you haven't watched Twitch or you think it's only video games, I, I think on behalf of Sonia and I and Jen, please give it a look. There's a lot of stuff on there. And it really does feel like, I don't know how you guys feel, but I really do feel like it is the next form of entertainment. It just feels there's a lot going on there. It's mm-hmm. really fun. It's a great space. You know, it feels like the future. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, some we need to bring more people to Twitch. We need to get more yeah. creative people from different avenues and different paths and everything else in between on Twitch. And speaking of someone who needs to be on Twitch, and I, yeah! will, I will do everything in my power to get him on Twitch and help him in any way. Our guest today is the lead guitarist and singer for the band Mammoth WVH. Their new self-titled album is available now. Uh, and starting next month, they're actually going to be opening for Guns N' Roses when they yeah. go on tour, which is super rad. That's insane. <laughs> we had an absolute blast talking with Wolf about all things gaming, retro stuff, everything else in between. And here is our interview with Wolfgang Van Halen. All right. Wolfgang Van Halen, welcome to the podcast, sir. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me. This is super exciting uh, for many, many reasons. But, uh, you know, one thing that that Sonia and I talk about a lot with games is what it means to us. I mean, games now are truly like an art form. What do games mean to you? And what do they mean to you you now as the front man of uh, Mammoth uh, WVH? And what do they mean to you growing up? They're like, other than music, video games is like my favorite thing. I'm a in, introverted dork, you know, and so all, all I do is just play video games <laughs> with all my friends. And and uh, you know, most people are like, "Oh, what's tour gonna be like? It's gonna be, you know, it's you're gonna be partying." And it's like, no, I'm just gonna be laying in my bunk, like playing my Switch or something. I'm gonna be partying, Mario partying, Lynn. Now that you can play it online with other people. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which exactly. is kind of dangerous, but also super fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At least you're not you're not breaking the relationships close to you. You can break <laughs> relationships across the the ether. You can you can be way more rude to people. <laughs> it's like it's so funny because Nintendo groundbreaking, you know, obviously groundbreaking, like Game Boy, you know, the and the Wii was like kind of the first big motion control thing. I remember playing tennis and bowling and literally not speaking to my friends. If like, <laughs> it gets vicious, right? I mean, you know. Yeah, and you can break your TV too. <laughs> Those were kind of my favorite things though. All the videos of the the Wiimotes through the TV. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now what's your, what's your go-to currently? What is the, what is the thing that you cannot put down? The right game now, you cannot put down? I've been playing uh, Apex Legends all the time. Oh. It's, yes. in my opinion, the the best battle royale there is. And uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it mixes everything I like about like things like Overwatch, you know, like with uh, each character having their own sort of kit, but you can kind of pick anyone up comfortably. Um, I suck at it, but uh, it's, it's <laughs> Likewise. a lot of fun. So Me it's too. like kind of a love-hate relationship uh, I have with it where it's just like some days it's like you're feeling awesome and then other days it's literally the worst thing ever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my, my, my girlfriend has a love-hate relationship with it too because she's happy when I win, but she's also very sad when I lose at 3 a.m. and I wake her up screaming. Yep. Are, are, you, a, are you a rage quitter? Are you a, do you, are you- I don't quit. I just uh it just rage. Uh, yeah. I, just- I, I'll get upset when 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 things get get bad, but uh no, I I I think uh, it's the worst when you like abandon a team. That's the worst. 
I know. Yeah, that's brutal. Leaving your team hanging. That's the worst. Where because there's so many times like you'll just you'll do like a hot drop and somebody you're the your your random third on the team just fucking disappears after they get knocked and it's just like, come mm-hmm. on, man, like I'm gonna get you. Like, I got you, don't worry. And you know what? Even if you are this is my theory. As someone who I love Counter Strike, I love um I play Valorant, even if you are like bottom fragging, even if you are like the bottom of the team, listen. Someone's got to be the foundation. Someone's got to hold and bring the rest up. So that's how I look at it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anytime I would play, uh, like I was super into Modern Warfare the last year. And it's like, if ever I was the top of the team, I was like, that's bad. I should not be the best person. On this team. <laughs> I should never be the best person on any team. That means we're going to lose. You're like, if anything, this speaks volumes of the rest of my team. <laughs> it's like, wow, I didn't know there were people worse than me. <laughs> I know. And also just, just generally too, like, especially when playing Apex or any of those games, it's like, I like to learn from other people. I mean, you know, and, and I, it's, you know, it's, it's tough. Son and I were talking about this before we started, but I am very introverted when it comes to playing games with other people online. I get very anxious and oh, nervous yeah. because I, I don't, I right? don't talk. I, I, I do the like, but like Apex Legends is like the one game where that's okay. Cause the pinging wow. system is like fucking revolutionary. Yes. You, you can say Absolutely. everything you need to except like I have my alt ready or something, which I think is coming in the future, which yeah. would really be great. Cause then I could really say everything. But uh, uh, yeah, you know, cause most of the time they're, you know, people are assholes on there. And uh, well, yeah, assholes are mean, and, and I don't want to talk to mean people. Some games, I'm kind of glad don't really have voice chat. Yes, exactly <laughs> honestly, sometimes say. I feel I'm glad that um, you know I've played a lot of League of Legends, and I am glad that similarly their pinging system is so good and it's so accurate. So you can kind of convey everything you need to say. I'm so glad that game doesn't really have like a. Oh man, that would be toxic chat. as hell. <laughs> that would yeah. be kind of Agreed. brutal. <laughs> Very, very rarely have I ever been playing with strangers and it and talk to them and it be a better experience. It always kind of brings me, which is very, which is honestly like it's a huge bummer because it, it is one thing I think I love. You know, one thing I, I think I admire the most about kind of where gaming ha- has gone from when I was a kid to now is the sense of community. I mean, you know, I, you know, I grew up in, in Michigan and one of very few nerds, you know, and in my kind of circle of people I knew. But now it's like we can communicate and get with other people. And not to say that that doesn't happen, but I think it's going to happen more often in a Mario party. You're going to find somebody than like an Apex or, and I don't, I don't want to generalize, but the Apex Legends thing, the pinging thing is amazing. And I hope we see more of that in, in gaming because it's really cool. When that came out, all, all the Battle Royales like immediately hopped on like, Fortnite, like brought it like a yeah. week later after Apex came out. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the thing about these online games and stuff is that it's very much like social media too, where that anonymity kind of allows people to be just the worst. <laughs> <laughs> you it know? does. It does. But, yeah. Uh, but there's also that great side of the the communication aspect, where that one golden moment where you make that friend. Yeah, it is beautiful. I know, and it, you know, I, I've had, I've, I've definitely had similar experiences, but I've also had the complete opposite experiences. Really? Oh, wow. I mean, through Counter Strike, I had a whole series on it on my YouTube where I would just talk to like whoever's in the lot. I would play the same map every time. I would only play <laughs> Dust Two. That's it. And I didn't care because it was just about the people that I read what I would run into and right. like the random conversations and just the random shit that people would say. Sometimes <laughs> it's so funny. And if you meet people who will really like play off of you and really play into your team, it's fun. It can be really good. Yeah. Well, so Wolfgang, how what first brought you to gaming? How did you first discover video games? Uh it's gotta be my mom. She uh she Aww. introduced me super early, man. Like, yeah, I mom. Was, there's a, there's a video of uh, like she kicked me off the Super Nintendo and she's playing Aladdin on Super Nintendo, which I, I will argue to the death that is the better version than the Genesis version. Ooh, I no, I agree with you. I agree with you. And uh, yeah, it's just like she's so into it. I'm like, let me play. And she's like, no, nah, you know, just give me give me a second. And yeah, just from there, like I just everything. I I you know I loved Sonic and I I loved Mario and. Uh, I mean, still to this day, uh, Super Mario RPG is like my favorite game of all time. Ah, nice. And uh, so, so yeah, it's just uh, I grew up playing it. You know, my, I remember going coming home from school every day and slowly beating uh, A Link to the Past in her office ah. with her 
And she, there was one day where we got to the end and she beat it while I was at school and it was a whole thing. Like I was upset. Mom. (laughs) But then once it got to the Nintendo 64, she was the one sitting next to me with like the strategy guide because she couldn't figure out how to control anybody in the 3D space. Oh, like Super Mario or in uh, Mario 64. Banjo-Kazooie and stuff like that. Oh, I I really relate to that because I, um, I also played with my mom all the time. And I remember sitting down with her and I got an N64 for Christmas. My dad like didn't really give a shit about games. So uh, but me and my mom, we sat down and she, uh, this, I mean, early internet days, she went online and wrote out strategies for each of the levels that I was playing, like hand wrote them. And then she would bring them to me and we would sit down and play Mario 64 together. So I, I feel that. That's, it's always great when you got that supportive parent to push you for uh, a thing that at the time it's like everybody just makes fun of you for being a nerd it's honestly way cooler now to be a gamer because people are way more open to it you know right it's been the rise of the nerds it really has been now i hear through the grapevine you have all the consoles you've got all the consoles yeah i'm 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 that guy oh yeah i know we we embrace that guy because i i am that guy yeah <laughs> the way we say it is, you're that guy. Yes. That's the more, way we more say of a, it. More of a celebratory thing. So 100%. what uh like, what consoles do you have? Right now my my main is my PS5. I, I like oh, yeah. I I kind of moved over there uh last generation. Like I had the I had the 360 and then I kind of went to the PS4 and then now yeah. the PS5 is just amazing. Uh growing up I had the Sega Pico do you guys know what that is? No. I don't think I've heard of that. It's weird as hell. It, it was, it, it's, and oh. I, I lost like a shit ton of my old games in a flood. And uh, oh. it re- that's like a my, my, sentence. My, that's a my, big my, sentence. My Genesis, my Sega Saturn, my Sega CD, and my Sega Pico all got ruined. Uh. And, but yeah, the Pico is this Whoa. weird fucking. What year was that? Uh, I mean, they probably got ruined in like 2000 2001 or something mm-hmm. but the, the people, year of the flood when they took my consoles it away it was the worst man and uh because uh, the pico was like this weird thing where you like put it was like a touch screen where you put all the games were like these big things that were like interactive books and i remember there was oh. this there was this sonic the hedgehog one that i was obsessed with uh yeah you guys should look it up it's i, I like I, i'd really love to maybe see if i can find one just to relive it oh. God. Yeah, if you could. So how how do you how do you play it? Like, is it on the controller? Is this huge, like almost like like palette for like art, and it's a big touchscreen with a, a pen that's attached to it, and it had a couple buttons on the right, and it's like you could color, and you could you know f- fucking I don't know do something with Sonic and move him around and shit. <laughs> like it was really cool. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, I I've never heard of that. Oh my God, I'm Googling it now. And first of all, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's like this cool, they're all the, it's like there's different, like teal and yellow. I've never even heard of this, dude. You're blowing our minds. <laughs> oh, Sonia, we got to get these. We got to get, maybe this is like our good game, nice try holiday gift. Ugh. I, I miss when Sega was in the console market. Like I miss their their weirdness. Yeah, for sure. For sure. We just did a, you know, we did a really fun uh, thing, Fantasy Star Online 2, New Genesis, that they did because they, they're still pumping out games. And man, it's like really fun. This cool Japanese action RPG. The the Yakuza games are like my, oh. my shit. I, I've recently discovered them. I'm already, I'm already on the fifth one. Oh my God. Nice. Powering nice. through them. One thing I think, a console that I think never gets enough credit is the TurboGrafx-16. I, I think like, because one thing that was really cool that I don't think people really remember was, you know, they had the handheld TurboGrafx-16 also, and it was the same, you didn't have to buy a separate game, the same cartridge. That's yeah, kind of like when, the, uh, the the Sega Nomad. You remember that? It was like the handheld. No! You don't know what that is? <laughs> My man, what it, is the it, Sega Nomad? It was, it was basically a handheld uh, Genesis. The thing was fucking huge. It was like a brick. <laughs> And of course, handheld in quotes. Yeah, and it's like it took like eight double A batteries, and it lasted like an hour. But you could you could take (laughs) Sonic the Hedgehog on the go. Oh yeah, again, I'm googling it now, and that looks dude really fun. Time was incredible to be able to like have a lit screen because that was a a, a yes, that was huge. Well, we had uh, talked about previous, even just like the old Game Boys and stuff. How you would have to either you know if you're on a road trip or something, you have to wait for the light. 
Or you had to get one of the curly lights. Get the worm light, get the magnet. Yes. Worm light, dude. Have that whole thing. Yeah. So having something backlit <laughs> and like yeah. an actual screen is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the kids these days do not know the luxury. <laughs> they don't know the struggle. They don't know Wolf. I will say it's it's interesting, like that, and it's true, like that. It's so funny you make the comment about the AA batteries because for so long, like like another thing that I think people don't realize is like battery technology sucked forever. Like, what are we gonna go D batteries, which is like a metal <laughs> fist you're trying to put into a thing? And it, yeah, these game, these a lot of these handheld gaming systems were held back by the limitations of the battery. And we don't even you know realize like you know our cell phones. Like if they don't last for 24 hours, we're like, oh, this, but you know, I'm watching videos on there. I'd be in the middle of like the Elite Four and then my fucking battery goes out. Oh, don't talk to me about that. Oh, I've had that happen. <laughs> I know. And you know, on the note of batteries, I just happened to look up in my closet. I have uh, the, do you remember the Super Scope? Yes. I yeah. have the Super Scope in the box. And I haven't actually tried it yet because one, I don't have a CRT TV anymore, which I, it's on my list, but, um, it takes like 16 batteries or something obscene. And I'm like, okay, so I need to drop like $60 in batteries by a CRT TV (laughs) and then I can experience Explain to people who might not know what the super scope is because that's incredible. Oh gosh, it's this huge like plastic bazooka basically, <laughs> and you it's an item in uh, Smash Brothers. Is it actually? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an item that that the, the little gun that it, that you can charge a big shot with. Yeah, I've only played like older Smash games, like N sixty four and everything. But is I didn't know it was a newer Smash. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's been at least since Melee that it's been an item. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I love well, that's it. That's rad as hell. But yeah, it was basically like a big plastic bazooka for the SNES. <laughs> it was a bazooka. <laughs> it was. And I, I was trying to think of what other games, because I know Super Scope 6 was the game it came with that you could use it with. But I don't know what other games used it. Yeah. I, I wonder if you could use it for like Duck Hunt or something. <sighs> I, I bet. I mean, it's so funny, like, and 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 talking about, again, like Nintendo, like Smash Brothers, man, like that just... That hit the video game world like a ton of bricks. You know? so it revitalized. Like, like it's the mm-hmm. reason like Fire Emblem came over here. It's the reason like, mm-hmm. I, I I mean, I'd argue that like Metroid Prime wouldn't have happened, uh, you know, I agree if that. that first one didn't come out. Because like, I didn't know who the hell Samus was at the time. And yeah. I was like, I want to learn. Like, you're telling me that's a girl? That's awesome. I want to know more about her, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, Earthbound. I mean, we still don't have Mother 3, but... But <laughs> but yeah, you know, it, it's introduced so many cool things that it's like, I love it. It's the best. I gotta, I gotta ask, uh, who's your main? Who's your main? Who game? do you play? Because I feel like that tells a lot about a person. I think it depends. Uh, like yeah. in Melee, I, I like Falco a lot because I like the whole, uh, the shine thing nice. that he can do. But yeah. in the most recent one, I really like, uh, I like Joker, probably just because I really like the Persona series. Yeah. Ah, okay. There- Man, th- I like Shulk because he can be naked and it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> what about like, what about like OG? OG uh, was probably Fox. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. Fox Hell yeah. Fun. I always love that map. Yeah. Corneria was like the, or yes. uh, Sector X, I guess is what it was. That was yeah, that was my, my favorite, favorite. I would say. Gosh, I know I was always a, uh, either Captain Falcon or Samus. It was one or the other. Dude, the Falcon kick. It's just Falcon so kick, good. It's so it's good. Do some dirty with that. <laughs> it's so it's so interesting because I think like Smash Brothers again is one of those games that I find in a weird way it like tickles the creative parts of my brain just because there is you know we did a clueless game around it which is really fun actually that was wild because oh, I remember that one that was <laughs> dude the craziest thing about that was they they gave that game to me when it was only twenty percent done. Oh my gosh. Which was wild. So like we had to get all these, as you can imagine, all these approvals and all this other, you know, because they didn't, you know, there was like, well, there's stuff in here you can't. Can't imagine. (laughs) Show anybody, you know, like, and we're like, okay, yeah, sure. You know, like, I'm like, oh, like I turned back into like a a prepubescent, like, yes, that sounds good. But yeah, but so there's so much going on in that game. I I do think, to your your point, Wolf, I, I think it's like, it's reintroduced, even to me, like reintroduced characters in other games that I'm like, oh, I should go back. 
I should play that. Like, oh, who is this? Oh, that's cool. You know, like it's such a, a really... celebration of, especially the most recent one, Ultimate, with just like God, fucking ninety characters. It's like such yeah. a celebration of yeah. of everything. Although I wish I, I'm still heartbroken that Gino from Super Mario RPG is just a me costume. That one really hurt. <laughs> that one really hurt. He's like my favorite. But uh, but yeah, man, it, it's such a wonderful celebration of 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 all games that it's just the best. All games, including We Fit. Yeah. <laughs> That's my main. Yeah. The Wii Fit Trainer. Oh my gosh. Yes. So fun. Yep. Sun salutation, all that stuff. It's, it's so, so interesting good. because like the the other game I would I would I would that is kind of in that vein in a certain way is like the rock band guitar hero. Like I know that there's a lot of I mean, I'm a huge music nerd, so you know, for me, like I obviously I think Paramore, actually I, I discovered Paramore because of like the original guitar hero, but you know, so many of my friends have gotten introduced to bands through those games, which is cool. And that's another kind of genre that feels like a celebration of just music in general. Oh, which yeah, is really I, I miss well. that that heyday of just like weekend parties where you're all just oh. playing rock band and shit. That was so fun. Hour 10 of, you know, like you're just like, oh, my God. Like it was Hour 10 insane. of heart-shaped box. <laughs> yeah. I know. True. To that point, I hadn't. Yeah, because I, um, I was introduced to Dragon Force. Oh yeah. Through, oh yeah. Through uh through Guitar Hero. That was yeah. my first because I had to beat it. I had to that was it. That's the pinnacle. That's the pinnacle. <laughs> That's, That's the, the pinnacle. pinnacle. That was it. But you I um, mean you're in Guitar Hero. Yeah. Which is the, yeah. the coolest thing. I forgot about that. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. T- do you want to talk so about awesome. that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a really delicate uh situation just because of, you know, just the politics and I don't know if you're familiar with just the uh, the drama behind just Van Halen in general, but it's like there's there's this singer and then there's this singer, and it's like yeah. we couldn't really uh, show all of that throughout the whole thing. So it was like let's just use the current band as it is, and I think that pissed off a lot of people that mm. uh, the 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 kid bass player happened to be there in the seventies, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it was really fun to work closely with. Like I I, I was actually like working with them. Like when they would send, I, I had like a, God, what was it? Like a, a developer Xbox 360 where they would like send the the, the demos and stuff. And I'd be like, ah, That's you know, sick. this chart is a little weird. You should make the solo like that. Like I would like tell them that the Whoa. chart didn't reflect the music well enough and stuff wow. like that. And I got to pick yeah. all like the opening bands. So it's like, you can totally see like my, uh, just the music I was listening to at the time. So it's <laughs> really funny to see. Yeah, that's got to be again so sick. Not not only being so heavily involved and in, and have such a love and passion for music, but also video games. And to have those two things married, doing the mocap stuff was so. F- I'd never been uh, in a mocap suit before, and it was really fun to like. I think at the end I got to destroy the fake base, and I'd never even destroyed an instrument before because I just I love them too much. But uh, <laughs> it was a really fun thing to do. God, that's and especially wild. that early on too. Like I'm always so fascinated with like early on like voice work and early on especially mocap oh yeah that early in the game in, in video games yeah it was uh it was very uncomfortable it's a very tight suit but <laughs> i can uh, imagine yeah, it's just I funny to so. just like they just play the song and you just pretend like there's no strings on the instrument at all and you're just like okay okay i can do this i guess <laughs> that's wild i know now listen if you could be in any other game any other franchise what what would be another? They they you wouldn't have to mocap it again. I'd they love use, to do yeah. like like voice work. I think that that sounds Ooh, really fun. Yeah. Like I'd love to voice yeah. like a, even if it was just like a random person on the street and like uh like persona or something. That'd be fun as hell, yes. dude. It'd be so great. I've said this before, but um, I got to be. I'm a quarter of all the joggers and personal trainers in like, I think Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. That's amazing. (laughs) So it's like when that game first came out, I got like 40 texts from my friends of all dead bodies. Like, found you, found you. Like they all just, yeah, they all just went and just (laughs) just went on a killing freeze to try to find me. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? 
Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. You know, we've we've talked, we've had Troy Baker and Nolan North and Laura Bailey and Shannon Weber and all these people like on. And and I think like one thing that really comes through with JavaScript comes through with you as well is like the love of video games and the love of storytelling and character work and all those things. Like, like what's, what is like Persona 5, that's, I have to play the Persona series. Like, what do you love about Persona? My favorite, okay. uh, Persona 4, uh, Golden on the, on the Vita, and I guess now it's on the PC, is like my favorite game of all time. Oh, the uh, Vita. And uh, yeah, I know. R.I.P. Vita. R.I.P. Uh, Vita. <laughs> uh, it's, basi- one out. it's basically like the Persona 4 Golden Machine at this point. <laughs> um, well, not anymore, actually, now that it's on PC, but, uh, there we go. yeah, I just, there's something about just the, the mix of the, the compelling storytelling with just mm-hmm. the RPG slash visual novel aspects that I never thought I would enjoy. But as soon as I started playing it, it was like, I think this is my favorite game I've ever played. Whoa. Yeah. It's, nice. it's really fun. And Persona 5 is just as good, but I've, if I have to pick, uh, Persona 4 Golden is my favorite. It's, I, th- I view it like, sorry, I'm scattered right now. I view it like, uh, like the Elder Scrolls games. Like mm-hmm. your favorite one is usually the first one you played. Like, uh, yes. Oblivion is my favorite, even though Skyrim is amazing. You know, it's incredible, but Oblivion will always be my favorite. So I guess, yeah. uh, with Persona, the fourth one is my favorite, even though five is amazing too. Yeah. Just has that place in your heart. Yeah, exactly. It's true. It is true. Like, and, and it's really funny because, like, yes, so many games are half great. Oh, so, my, so many of my favorite games. Who's the scattered one now? So many of my favorite games are great games. But it's also really, like, what was happening in my life at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and, and so it's, it's this weird amalgam of, yeah, like it's a great game, but oh my God. And, and this was going, Nostalgia you know, like, for like at the time of your life that you were playing it, you can relate 100%. to music and movies and like, that's just like art in general. It can always just take you back to that moment. Yeah. I used to play all the time. I would play the first doom, but I listened to dookie by green day the entire time, uh. like hours and hours and hours. So anytime I hear any song off that album, it immediately takes me back to like, urr, urr, and like, you know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like running through halls. Like, but it's true. It's weird. I've, it's like this emotional thing. I've had the same thing with um, whenever we would play. I've been in and out with WoW for a while. I've been, I get too in and then I need to get as far out as I can. <laughs> can't, <laughs> but, can't smoke half a crack rock. You can't oh, smoke half a crack rock. It's brutal. But when I'm in it, I remember the last couple times I was really in it. Um, all I would listen to when we were doing raids and stuff was Crystal Castles. So any Crystal Castles, I'm immediately, I'm immediately back there. But yeah, there is, there is so much um, of that tie with music and even just the soundtracks, like the soundtracks of certain games and everything. Are there, are there ones that have stuck with you? Undertale. Undertale. Ooh, Undertale wow. is like one of the greatest uh, meld. I mean, cause Toby Fox did it and then he made it and then did the music himself. Like just the... Uh, the motifs throughout the music that show up with different characters. Like it's so blended. I can't say enough about how amazing uh, the combination of the storytelling and the music blending so well together in Undertale is. It's uh, fucking incredible. I will say music for me makes or can break a game also. I have a perfect example of that. I was, I re-downloaded Super Meat Boy, uh, like the re-release. And the new music isn't good. And it made me- Wait, they- they changed the music? They changed the original Xbox 360 release music. Uh, oh. And, like, the game is obviously one of the best, like, indie indie platformers ever. But the music was so not what it used to be. Like, I, I hesitate to shut on anything because I know it's so much effort goes into making a thing. Of course. Right. But I didn't like it at all that it made oh. me uninstall it. <laughs> I was just like, this isn't, I don't like this at all. I'm going to stop playing. And I, I, I didn't realize they're... how much the music how much I enjoyed the music the first time that really made it that much of an amazing experience. Yeah, damn. I wonder what their, uh, I guess not their thought process, but what what the reasoning behind that would be. Probably licensing. Same with like Um, why we haven't seen Sonic 3 in forever because it's like tied to Michael Jackson's estate and and Mm. shit like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Although, you know what? I, I played the, um, what was the one that like the fans came together and did? Uh, the new, yes, which is great. Oh my God. I, 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 I was a, a Sonic fan. I, like I'll still defend, well not defend, but I still enjoy like Sonic Adventure 1 and 2, even with all their flaws. Sure. But, like, yeah. You know, it's funny because I was trying to think of, before I did this, they're like, they want to know what your favorite game is and what your least favorite game is. And oh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. I don't know what my least favorite game is because like, I guess I would just kind of think of that. I guess I'm really disappointed in Sonic and that I, I know he can do better, you know, because he's an he's like one of the most iconic mascots. And it's like, dude, you can do so much better. Like fa fans make better game. Like there's this. I think it was, it's called like Sonic Utopia or something where it's like two mm -hmm. dudes made it and it is the yeah. best Sonic game I've ever played. It's like, why yeah. don't you guys just hire these people and let them do it? Cause they're doing it better than you. Yeah, I love that. You sound like my parents. We're not upset. We're just disappointed. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. Cause I love, I, that's the thing. I love you. I know you can do better. I love you. That's it. it it's I'm coming from love. Exactly. Like I, I believe in you. I know you can do better. Right. Exactly. That's where it comes from. Did you, uh, did you get a chance to watch the movie? See the yeah, dude, I actually liked it. I thought it was very nice. enjoyable. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. Even just coming from a, a, a fan, uh, just being a fan of the game, it was really fun to just, yeah, it was a really good time. And also, I noticed at the very end, there's a little Easter egg where it was it was blurred out, but when he has like his little attic house room, and mm -hmm. there's a, of the Van Halen album one is in the background because he was called the Blue Devil, and I guess with, like, <gasps> running with the devil, that's why they had it in his room. Whoa! And Wait! That blew me away. Dude! Yeah. That's awesome! If you watch the end, like, the, the album cover for Van Halen 1 is sitting in his room, and I was like, what Oh my God! That's cool as hell! <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. That's insane. I hate to say this, but we're almost out of time. This has flown by. Yeah. And like you alluded to before, we like to end every interview with our guest's least favorite game, and favorite game, and again, in terms of least favorite, you know, no, we don't want to shit on anything, but it's like things that you personally, you know, like my worst is like this Robin Hood game where I couldn't beat like this dude with a flaming arrow and I just would pour so much. So personally, how you feel, your worst. Let's start with least favorite and then we'll end, I think, on favorite. You know, it's funny. Yesterday I, I called my, my best friends and I was like, what games do I hate? <laughs> Because I couldn't think. I only remember things I like, you know? Um, and one of them was like, uh, I've never heard you talk about RTS games. And I'm like, yeah, I don't like art, like any art, like anything, like StarCraft or, or even Halo Wars. I just can't get into it. I like turn-based, you know, yeah. Pokemon or Fire Emblem or something like that. But RTS, I just cannot get into. You can't get into it. Wow. Because I didn't grow up playing anything is? on the PC. You know, yeah. so I, which is why I wish I was better with like keyboard and mouse, but I suck. No, that's fair. And it is just a different style, especially if you're used to, I don't know, a certain genre of games. It is, uh, it can be hard to get into. I guess if I had to pick a specific game, um, it would be <sighs> it's the, last few, the last three Paper Mario games. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. All right. Because wow. the first two are perfect. They are a perfect extension of what we'll roll into with my favorite game of all time, which is Super Mario RPG, because the original Ooh. Paper Mario is technically Super Mario RPG 2, uh, but Square Enix pulled out, and so they had to, like, change it. Uh, Whoa! I didn't know. Which is why we've never seen Gino in anything ever again, even though he's my favorite character. <laughs> Except for the um, RP. And, uh, yeah, it's... I don't know what they're doing with that series. They have completely... Like, it still has the charm, but yeah. I feel like rather than what I loved about it, which were the fun characters and the RPG elements, they're just like, hey, everything's paper, and that's it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, hey, you're going to fight a stapler, and, 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 and <laughs> cool. that's the boss. And it's like, no, that's not what I like about I don't. The, the thing I like most about it is that everything's paper, and you don't fucking talk about it. Like, that's, what's, <laughs> that's what's so funny. First rule of Paper Mario is you don't talk about paper Mario. You don't talk Mario. about the paper. I had a very, I share a very similar sentiment to uh, what was like the Yoshi yarn or Kirby yarn world or what was it? Kirby's epic yarn. Yes. I was like, okay, cool. I love Kirby. I love, I, I, I would say Kirby Crystal Shards is like in my top 10. I love that game, but I'm like. Merge the powers and stuff. Yes. That was cool. the coolest. That was so the coolest. cool. Ah, again. So okay. Cool. Maybe top five, maybe top five. Um, <laughs> but 
Yeah, I'm like, you know what? I love Kirby, but this is just Kirby, but yarn. Why is he yarn? <laughs> yeah. Why, why does he need to be yarn? Why yarn, though? Why yarn, why though? Why yarn, though, really? Why yarn? <laughs> yeah. I, I do. I feel you, though, on the Paper Mario. I, I think it's, and it's it's such a bummer because it just feels hollow. It just feels Especially like- with the Mario and Luigi series being canned. Because, like, originally their their explanation for that was like, well, if you want RPGs, just go play the Mario and Luigi series. Right. And now it doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> and let's be honest, they, they weren't as good as the Paper Mario games, the original no. Paper Mario games anyway. You no, know, uh, definitely not. They're still fun, though. I Like, I'm, I'm playing through them on my backlog on my 3DS. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah, it's, uh, I'm really, as a Paper Mario fan... I'm very hurt by where the where the series is. I'm just disappointed. I'm not upset. I'm just I'm just disappointed. That's fair. So I guess I mean to to top it off on a good note. If we're gonna ride out this wave on a high note, what would you you've you've already said it? But if you want to lead into your favorite game of all Super time, Super Mario RPG uh, is the game that when I think about it, it just makes me the happiest. Uh, I think it it does turn-based combat in such a wonderful way where you can time the presses. I, maybe it's like the musician in me and the rhythm of it where you yeah. can, if you hit it at the right point in in the movement, it does like double the damage and shit like that. And the fact that you can that. have like Bowser on your team and uh, the original characters, Mallow and Gino are so great and the world is just so, f- I can't say enough about it. I, I love That's that awesome. game so much. Too I much? wish the dream would be for them to remake it in the style that they did the Link's Awakening remake. I think that would be incredible. Oh, that would be sick. Hell yeah. Do you remember the first time you picked it up? Because a lot of our guests, like, it's sometimes favorite games become about expectation. You're like, oh, what's this? And then it's like, boom. And it becomes, do you remember the first time you played? Yeah, I think it was, I was just so young that I didn't even understand it. You know, like, it was probably like when it came out in like 96 or 97. And it's like, when you're that young, you don't know what a fucking RPG is. You just like that there's Mario on the screen and you get to make him jump. Um, but over the years, as I returned to it, I'm like, this is a really deep, fun game. And I just love the world and the music and, and everything. It's just so great. I love that like growing appreciation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like over time, it soaks in more. And then you're like, wow, when you revisit it. And it's just better every time. So good. Yeah. There is nothing sweeter than being like, oh, I hope this is as good as I remember. And then you get in, you're like, yeah, like I love because I I will say it doesn't happen a lot. It doesn't happen a lot. Like, you know, we're talking about like how when you play a game, it's also kind of a snapshot of where your life is at the time. So some games it's been like, oh, I don't connect with this game because I'm not really the same person I was when I was playing this before. But yeah, to, to your point, well, if it's like the best games like they, they're like deep. fine wine. There we go. You said it. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Uh, Wolfgang, man, Halen, thank you so much. This was such a treat. Uh, oh my god, it was it was a lovely treat. I think we all got to get Sega Picos, and we'll somehow connect them on either a LAN or something. Sega Wolfgang. Pico LAN party. Let's do it. So fun, man. What a, that, I gotta say, the Sega Pico? What? I've never, never heard of that. Just dropping knowledge. Yeah, like, I, I feel like in my life, you, Sonia, are the, the authority on all things retro tech. And when he was saying things that you didn't know, I was like, oh, this guy knows some shit. Oh, no, he knows his, he knows his shit. Yeah, I felt, I I felt out retro gamered and I'm, (laughs) (laughs) I'm fully okay with that. I have much to learn from him. Unbelievable. Well, thank you to Wolfgang for stopping by and Mammoth WVH's new album is available now. Yes, go check it out and stick around because when we come back, speaking of, the Pico. We're going to do a deep dive into some weird gaming consoles. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.
All right, welcome back. Well, now hearing Wolfgang talk about the Sega Pico, uh, which obviously looks incredible, um, that got Sonny and I thinking about other obscure uh, consoles and controllers. And, and Sonia, like I, I mentioned before, you are such an authority on retro <laughs> tech. Do you have a favorite old console? Oh my gosh. That's so hard to, that's so hard to choose. Yeah. I, I mean, again, I've been collecting retro stuff for so long and to be like out retroed, <laughs> that was a new level for me. And I feel like me and Wolf have now just became best friends. Um, but one that I appreciate all the time because it's so strange. The the Atari Jaguar. Oh yeah. I, I feel like a lot of people really um not forgot about this, maybe for a good reason. <laughs> but uh it was kind of sandwiched between in such a weird era. But I will say not only does the box art look so damn cool. Just google it. Look it up. It's like these crazy Jaguar eyes and this big stripe across it, this big swipe across it. Um but the controller is one of the most obscene controllers <laughs> I have ever seen in the entirety of gaming. It is like this giant, clunky, like extended semicircle, and it has a keypad on it, which I'm pretty sure only like two games used. It's the like it's such a strange console, and I am fascinated with it. I, it's interesting because so I had a Jaguar back in the day and it was really promoted. Why I was excited to get it is it was really promoted as like the 64 bit uh, system because mm-hmm. this is uh, this is the Super Nintendo time. This is Super Nintendo Dreamcast time. And then along comes Atari with the Jaguar. And I do remember they had a game on there, a- Alien versus Predator. Oh. And this is kind of before anybody thought to combine those two franchises. Um, so it was really exciting. And you could play a space marine, an alien, or a predator, and you would just try to kill the other things. I mean, the graphics are pretty fun. but um, And then there was like a Star Fox kind of flying game. But huh. yeah, and for my tiny hands holding the <laughs> dinner plate that was that controller oh was God, wild. It was massive. That's um, massive. Jen, did you have any... What's your favorite old console? What's your favorite classic old console? So admittedly, I'm not versed in all these old consoles. I just Googled the Jaguar, though, and it looks like if you're having a conference call in a meeting room, it looks like the centerpiece of like a conference (laughs) call. It does. It does. But I was looking at some old consoles, and I didn't realize that uh, Nintendo had like a VR set in 1995. Is it the Virtual Boy? The Virtual Boy. Yeah, it's rad. What is it? Well, I mean, it basically looks like the Oculus, kind of like that sort of handheld, although it has a controller as well. And it's all, all like a black and white color scheme inside. So it's definitely like not obviously what the Oculus is today, but it definitely looks like it was super ahead of its time. And it's weird how that, how sometimes things come out and they just miss the boat <laughs> only because of the time that they came out in. Just ahead of its time. Hundred percent. And Sanyo, I sent you. We were talking about this great YouTube channel called Techmoan, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, this guy who basically goes back and finds retro technology that exactly missed the boat. And there was like a Motorola video phone that sent single photos one after the other. Oh my god! Um, and it just it was old. And there was another thing that's like it was a, it was a clock where you could ask it the time, and the way that it worked, because it was before computers, there was a tape that was 24 hours long that was constantly circulating in this clock. Oh so whenever God. you asked it, the, or you know whatever went to hit the time, it would say the time because it was a tape that was constantly playing. Just and then when you hit the button, the speaker would activate. So I love one thing I love about retro consoles and retro gaming, especially, is you get that really. You fall into this really interesting world, this really interesting space between the technology not being quite there, Mm -hmm. like Game Boy VR or whatever, and and but the ideas being there. So it's like I want to do this here. I only have molded plastic and lenses. (laughs) How can I make this work? And it truly is like human ingenuity at its finest. Speaking of, if I can give one last shout out to something that I feel like encapsulates both of those ideas, but a little bit later is something that I actually picked up for a a different reason. 
Uh, but oh. the Nokia N-Gage, it Which came out in 2003, and they basically tried to make like a gaming phone, but in 2003. And the, <laughs> it being like so ahead of its time, it had like awful, like you have to take out the battery to swap out the games. And like, it's just, it's so, it's so obscene. Take out the battery to swap out the games is it's such so a bad, bad system. <laughs> It's so brutal, but uh, yeah, it's it's just they they really tried to make it work. They really tried to be like the the pioneers of you know f- mobile gaming in a sense pretty yeah. early, but it, it was a little bit rough. But I do love it. It's interesting now because I, it's kind of a bummer with touch screens, with Bluetooth, and with software because I don't think we're going to see that kind of that kind of cool retro tech anymore because now i think the advancements or when people think of something cool they want to do with tech it's going to be more on the software side like we mm-hmm. talk about like before your eyes that game that uses the camera to track your eyes and every time you blink the story fast forward but what do you need to advance that but better cameras well, and more true. physical hardware that's true that's true. No, but absolutely, absolutely. But I, I do think, like, I guess what's exciting now to put a positive spin on it, in my view, is going to be like, I think the software is going to be really interesting. Like, we talk about like graphics, we talk about those kinds of things, or motion tracking. That's going to get better and better and better, which will, which can lead to you know better games in that way. I, but I, it bums me out because I think the days of physical trying to make like physical touch. And, and like tactile mm-hmm. uh, uh, advancements are, are unfortunately probably over, but maybe not. Who knows? Who knows? You know? We're all going the way of hand tracking. I feel like it's kind, it's of. kind of going that way. But I'm just looking forward to us having our Atari Jaguar land party, personally. <laughs> awesome. Well, if you guys have a console or retro tech that is uh, special to you or lives deep inside your heart. First of all, see a doctor because it shouldn't be in there. Uh, but second of all, uh, hit us up on Twitter at GoodGameNiceTry or hashtag GGNT. And that's going to do it for this week. That's it. That's it. That's all we got. Happy Friday. Good Game Nice Try is produced by Jen Samples and Nick Liao. Our executive producers are Joanna Solitaroff, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross. Engineering by Will Becton with engineering and sound design by Chester Guasta. Music by John Danik. This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.